What's up, Align Performance community, and welcome to episode number 49 of the podcast. One more to go till we get to the big 50. This podcast deep dives beyond the daily hustle and explores how you can achieve your greatest potential with purpose so that you can thrive at the highest level possible and use your power to contribute to a better world. My name is Trang, your host for the show, and today I am talking about meditation. Meditation, a word, a a practice that I used to think was so hippie, I used to think was so woo-woo, and it wasn't for me, I didn't need it, I was already doing well in life, like, why would I need to do this thing that people talk about? But here I am, you know, a couple of years later of doing daily meditations and I rave about it. You know, it's something that I find if I don't do for a couple of weeks, which I stopped when I was traveling over Christmas and New Year's, um, I'm actually worse off by not doing it now. It's kind of like exercise. You live a sedentary life and I'm sure a lot of runners listening can relate to this. You you might not have always been a runner and you are fine (laughs) before you found running and then you discover running or you discover exercise and you fall in love with how it makes you feel. You'll fall in love with the benefits and now you can't live without it. And that has been my experience. So today's episode is sharing with you what meditation is, a few different types of meditations, especially the ones that I use the most. And then I'm going to share with you five different ways that you can incorporate meditation into your daily routine so that you can stick to it, so that it can be seamlessly added into your life and it doesn't need to be an extra thing on your to-do list, an extra chore for you to do. So today is going to be all about meditation. So firstly, what is meditation? Now, I'm not going to share any specific definition. This is going to be my interpretation of meditation. The reason for that is because meditation, the word describes a collection of different practices that are used to achieve mindfulness. And different meditations look different in different cultures, in different religions even, and different uh, practices like different people. So there are so many different um, methods or different ways to meditate. There's not just one way to do it. But how I see it is I see meditation as any form of mindfulness. So any time that we intentionally and consciously focus our attention and our thoughts, I see that as meditation. So like I said before, there are different types of meditations. So the most common one that people talk about or the most, the first one that people may think of is simply a mindfulness meditation where you focus your attention and your thoughts into the very present moment. So that might be doing a meditation and focusing on the sounds around you or focusing on your breathing or focusing on how your body feels in space right now 
um, or focusing on yeah what you're feeling in your body, right? So bringing your thoughts and your attention right here, right now to the present moment, because there is no, um, you know, it's no secret that in today's world of fast-paced distractions, stimulation displacement activities, you know, like every spare moment that we have, we tend to fill it up with something, whether it's the phone, you know, scrolling on social media, scrolling emails, watching TV, even listening to the radio. There's always something that is taking up the space in our mind. And that is taking away from our ability to really connect and reflect with ourselves. So, you know, going back to the last episode as well, if you haven't listened to the last episode, I'd highly recommend you doing that because last episode on self-awareness was where I explained why the practices of journaling and meditation are so powerful and why I believe everyone should do some form of these practices. It doesn't have to be the exact way that I do it, but everyone should practice mindfulness in one way or another. So that's one type of meditation. And I do that sometimes when I notice that I am going through a phase and my mind is always going at a million miles per hour, or I go through a phase where I haven't done mindfulness meditations for a while. And I yeah, my, my brain is getting a bit scattered and I'm getting distracted more easily and I can't concentrate or sit still. That's a really good time where I'm like, well, it's time for me to do some mindfulness meditation again. And I also remember using mindfulness meditation when I was in the seat getting my wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> Like, it's so funny. I'm not the biggest fan of needles, which is funny because as a physio, I do dry needling where I put needles in people's muscles. And in order to become qualified to do that, I had to spend um, multiple weekends getting needled consistently throughout the day, um, throughout the weekends. Didn't enjoy that though, got to admit. So yeah, in the chair, I was getting my wisdom teeth taken out. I was getting the local anesthesia. I was getting my tooth tugged at to get to get pulled out and I was just you know I could feel my heart rate going up and I can feel myself panicking a little bit so that's where I applied the mindfulness meditation and I just focused and quietened and slowed down my thoughts to I am okay yes you know there's this dentist pulling at my tooth which was my sister by the way because she's a dentist (laughs) yes I trusted my sister to take out my teeth and I was like I'm okay you know Right here, right now, I don't have any pain. There is nothing to worry about. So that's one form of meditation. Another one that I have used as well, and this is very similar to mindfulness meditation, is mantra-based meditation. So similar purpose to be able to maintain concentration and to focus one's mind. Here's the thing, you know, people, people like a lot of people can't focus their minds and a lot of people can't concentrate for longer than 30 seconds, even if they wanted to. So this is practicing that focus and mindfulness mindfulness meditation with the mantra is essentially starting off getting really mindful, bringing your thoughts to the present moment and then starting a mantra. So a common one that can be used is simply a humming mantra, such as going hum, hum, 
which I know sounds so like woo-woo, but all it is, is it's making sure that you are staying focused. I mean, you can do counting as well. That's more of a, I guess, a common strategy that people use when they want to fall asleep or something, right? Count backwards from 100, count up from 1 to 100 or further. And that is also that can also be used to focus your attention. And here's the thing with this, by the way, you can't do this right or wrong. Like if you find that your mind goes wandering, it's not that you've done it wrong. It's simply that you've noticed your mind has gone wandering. And therefore, when you notice that, bring your thoughts and your attention back to the mantra or back to the present moment. And the fact that you actually notice your mind going wandering is meditation, is mindfulness, and is consciousness is intention so that's where you are being the observer of your thoughts not actually being your thoughts so the fact that you even notice your mind going wandering is meditation another meditation that i use that i actually um this is probably my most common meditation that i use and it's one that i really advocate not just for people who want to level up their life but i actually have full phone calls with my runners on this type of meditation and I had one this morning actually so this type of meditation is visualization meditations now I know some people might not classify visualizations as a meditation but I see it as one so that's going back to what I said earlier about how um, the definition of meditations is different from person to person so visualization meditations are just so powerful so 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 powerful why the mind itself the mind doesn't actually know the difference between a strong visualization and a reality and i've spoken about this before this is what i share with all my clients in my programs our mind doesn't know the difference and you might not be convinced by that but think about this how many times have you had a dream that felt so real at the time or even afterwards after you've woken up, maybe it's a few days later, maybe it's a few uh, weeks later, you're like, was that in a dream or did that actually happen? And you actually don't know the difference. Why is that? Because reality is essentially what we take in via our five senses. That's all reality is. It's what we perceive through our five senses. So if we make a visualization very strong through those five senses, then the mind cannot know the difference. So when we want to build confidence, right? When we want to build confidence for a running race, and that's what I spoke about with a running client this morning. Um, She has a half marathon this weekend and she mentioned that she's not feeling great about it. She's feeling, um, she she can't see herself achieving the time that she wants. And I'm like, That's the key word. You're not seeing yourself achieve it. So see yourself achieve it. Do the visualization. That not only actually increases her confidence or increases your confidence, it also tricks the brain into thinking that you've already done it as well. Like the reason why someone might be um, okay to get into the car and drive every day, but very nervous for their very first marathon. The difference is because getting into the car driving, that's something they do every day. So it's something that is familiar. That's something that they know and have evidence that they can do versus doing a marathon. 
that's new. So trick the brain into thinking that you've done it before. Do a strong visualization every single day and trick the brain into thinking that you've done it. That will increase your confidence. That will make you feel more at peace and more driven to do the thing. Another reason why I find visualization so powerful is because similar to what um, the example I used before with the running client, we, we work in being able to see something that can happen. You know, we can only strive to achieve something if we believe in it, if we believe in ourselves, if we know what it looks like. Like we can only strive for something that we know. You know, we can only want something that we know. We can only um, be determined to achieve something that is clear in the first place, right? Like we can only be excited for something that we know is a good thing. Therefore, we get excited for it. So visualizations achieve that. You know, if if I have a six-month outcome or a 12-month outcome or I want to create a strong connection to a certain person or it's me but like more me, I guess. So like if I want to become more connected to who I want to be, if I want to become more connected to the life I want to have, to – um, the things I want to be achieving, I need to be able to see them. Otherwise, if I don't see it, if it's 12 months from now, if it's a 12-month outcome or even a tw- five-year outcome, sometimes that's too far away. And sometimes people get lost along the way because they're not constantly being connected to that. They're not constantly reminding themselves of this and what it looks like and staying excited and driven for it. And that's the saying out of sight, out of mind, right? Like if you're not seeing it all the time, you're not going to be as driven to get there. So visualizations is what keeps the dream alive in our minds. So having a clear vision of what we want 12 months from now, five years from now, maybe even 10 years from now, right? Obviously long-term goals like that can change, but having a clear guiding path of this is the standard and this is what I want. Therefore, that's going to set the pace for what I need to be doing today, you know, what I need to be doing next week, how I need to be showing up every single day. So visualizations, they're probably my favorite and I use them almost every day. And then mindful mindfulness meditations and mantra-based meditations also come in when I need them as well. So that's just a few meditations, in particular my favorite ones, but of course there are so many other meditations out there. So from here, you may be wondering, Shrang, how can I fit meditation into my days? Like I, my days are already so full. I've tried before, but I just fell off the wagon after a few weeks. I know I've been there before in the past. I've tried to start meditating or even journaling and I'd do it for a few days and then I'd stop and I just would be stuck on how to incorporate it into my routine as a consistent, seamless thing. So if you're going through this, just know that you're not the only one. I went through that as well. And it's the same for anyone. Anyone who wants to start a new habit, anyone who wants to change a routine that they have, initially meet with some challenges. It's going to take more effort. It's going to take more consciousness because it's not a conditioned pattern that is currently existent in your mind and in your life but that goes with anything as well you know anyone who wants to change their diet and start eating healthier anyone who wants to start exercising all those people 
every time they want to create change, meet that resistance at the start. But here's the thing that I want to share. And in a moment, I will share five of my tips on how you can incorporate it into your day seamlessly. But the first thing is, remember that meditation shouldn't be just another thing to add to your to-do list, to your ever-growing daily list of things you need to be doing, daily list of chores, right? It shouldn't be another thing to do because here's the trick. Meditation is literally you doing nothing. (laughs) It's the opposite of you having to do something. You just need to do nothing. You just need to, instead of filling up every spare moment of the day with a distraction, you just need to actually like stop yourself from doing a displacement activity like scrolling your phone or um, whatever and actually just turn your thoughts and your attention inwards or to the present moment. So here are five of my tips on how you can incorporate meditation into your daily routine. Number one, start small. Even just two minutes at the start is something. Remember when you first started a a habit that you now do without fail, but at the start, you would have had to start small as well, whether it's gym, whether it's running, right? Like runners, I know for myself at the start, even just running for 10 minutes was so hard and I couldn't even get to 10 minutes. But now running 10 minutes is just the warm up of a run. And I know every runner has that experience or majority of runners. I don't, see many runners starting out with a one hour run easily but meditation is the same at the start even two minutes feels like a long time even two minutes is challenging to keep um, your attention focused but build that up gradually over time I know for me I started with two minutes and that's why I keep saying two minutes and I remember my mind wandered so many times during those two minutes and I was wondering if I was even doing it correctly well I'm here to tell you that yeah you you are even if your mind goes wandering so start small whatever it is might be one minute two minutes five minutes and then build from there don't expect yourself to be doing 30 minute meditations from the get-go now Number two, incorporate meditations into your life if your day is already really full. So it might be on a run, right? Like leave your headphones at home for a run and just practice mindfulness during that run. Focus on your breathing, focus on how your body is feeling, focus on the things that are around you and then catch your mind wondering or thoughts popping up that maybe aren't welcome. It might be while you're waiting for the microwave to go off. It might be while you are brushing your teeth. It might be at the end of the day, you're used to sitting down on the couch and turning on the TV. It might be sitting on the couch and then leaving the TV off so that you can meditate then. You can incorporate it into your life because remember, meditation is literally doing nothing. (laughs) It's not anything else that you need to fit into your day. Number three, Anchor your meditations to another daily ritual that you already have. So this is called habit stacking, where if you want to implement a new habit or activity or uh, behavior into your life, you attach it to something else that you already do so that you can keep yourself accountable that when you do X, you will also do Y. 
So for me, when I first started meditating, I anchored it to my showers because every morning without fail, I would shower. And I hope that, you know, majority of you have something that you do every day. Like that's, that's a form of, I guess, self hygiene. So it might be showering, it might be brushing your teeth. Um, every day when you do that, as soon as you finish it, sit down for a quick meditation to start, right? Like that's what I did and that's worked really well. Now I actually anchor the meditation to my workout. So that's also something that I do every day or even if it's just a walk, if it's a rest day. As soon as I come back from the workout, I'll sit and I'll do my meditation then, which is why a lot of you will see my meditations at the beach because I might do a Pilates session at the beach. I might go for a run and then I will do my meditation straight away before I have the chance to go home and get distracted with family or work or something. So anchoring your meditations into your daily routine with something else that you do. The next thing, number four, is do your meditation either first thing in the morning or last thing at night. And the reason I say this is because those two ends of the day, so first thing in the morning or last thing at night, are the times of the day that you generally have most control over. Because any time between those two um, points in the day, there's generally going to be a lot of external distractions and external needs. If you have kids, it might be the kids needing things from you. If you go to work, then it's going to be something that work needs. You might need to pop into the shops or the post office while it's still business hours. Like There's always going to be stuff that needs to be done during the day. But first thing in the morning or last thing at night are the times of the day that you have most control over. And they're also times of the day that are generally most consistent in your routines and or your rituals because they are the times of the day where um, it's time to yourself most of the time. Now, last of all, number five, schedule in your meditation. This goes for any new habit that you want to take on because if you don't schedule it in, if you don't have a plan that this is when I'm going to do it in my day, then it won't get done. So instead of saying, okay, I want to meditate, I'm just going to do it at some point tomorrow, that is not the, the thinking that is going to be resourceful for you to actually get it done. Commit to doing it at a certain time of the day and make sure that you leave enough time to do it. You might need to wake up a bit early. You might need to go to bed a little bit later. You might need to cut your TV time by 10 minutes. Whatever it is, create space in your day to do the meditation. So to recap on those five things, number one, start small with your meditation, even just two minutes. Number two, incorporate meditations into your life. Number three, Anchor your meditations to another daily ritual that you already have. Number four, do it first thing in the morning or last thing at night. And number five, schedule it in. So I hope that this episode on meditation was helpful for you. I personally really enjoyed sharing um, my learnings and my tips for meditation as something that I believe is very impactful and valuable to be doing in our lives. So if you um, want to learn more, just remember that I am running a free live masterclass on journaling and meditation on Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Melbourne time. Um, This episode should be coming out uh, on Thursday morning. So if you listen to this and you uh, want to join in, then please just shoot me a message. I'll send you the link to the masterclass. We're going to go through um, some more specifics of meditations like 
more different types of meditations. And I also have my six week uh, template of meditations for beginners. And of course, more, um, more value on journaling as well, such as different uh, prompts that I personally use my three-step process for journaling that I believe is very um, very resourceful to go through so yeah going to be a jam uh, a jam-packed masterclass with a lot of value for you lastly if you do have any questions even if you can't make the masterclass then please just shoot me a message any questions on meditation uh, let me know and then I am more than happy to cover that question in the masterclass and send you the recording because it will be recorded all right I hope you have a great rest of the day and I'll see you in the next episode or oh, I keep saying that I'll speak to you in the next episode because we will not be seeing each other bye